0: Dante, my friend, welcome to the Football Excellence Podcast. How are you doing? Good,
1: good. good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, How's everything going with the coronavirus? I know everyone's talking about it, but, you know, it is obviously at the front of everyone's minds. I mean, how is it affecting you guys at the University of South Dakota as far as recruiting, as far as how you guys are meeting and planning for next season?
1: Yeah, obviously, we, um, you know, we don't have face-to-face access with our guys as everybody's been sent home. Um, you know, campuses across the U.S. have moved to uh, shut down the dorms and uh, facilities, you know, access to things students normally do, like the library uh, and the workout facilities, things like that. Uh, so we've just, you know, we've had to utilize different different things and adjust, um, you know, things like we're using right now, Zoom, I will, we'll continue our meetings through that. And obviously we were, we were gearing up for spring ball, but um, you know, at the beginning of spring, spring ball, you got your installs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we spent weeks before spring ball planning, planning each one of our uh, practices and, and the different skills we would have our guys build. Obviously um, you're not going to get that, um, <clears throat> you know, Opportunity. your guys aren't going to get that opportunity to, you know, build that muscle memory. Uh, now we need to, you know, we've kind of adjusted and specifically to my room kind of adjusted, uh, to teaching these guys mentally, uh, getting them prepared mentally, um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to use some of these virtual, um, apps that are, that are at our disposal to help these guys. Um, you know, the, the thought is always trying to get better and, if you can't do it physically, then yeah, you have to take that next step. So, Well,
0: and as far as the virtual education and the coaching, like, what does that look like for you guys? I mean, how are you helping these guys get better virtually? Are you installing yeah. new plays? Are you, I mean, watching film from last year? I mean, what's it look like?
1: Well, yeah, and, and, you know, our staff does a great job of just reaching out to other guys who are in our network um, mm-hmm. to gain ideas and, um, you know, doing our own research into – and kind of, uh, pod thinking, if you will, if we're all in the same, on the same screen, there trying to come up with ideas. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've done a great job of, of, of just taking that next step. And, and, um, <clears throat> particularly in my room, you know, like I said, we're trying to train those guys mentally. So showing them a picture, giving them the same, um, amount of time they would have on a, on the, on the field. Um, you know, very game-like training in the stuff that we're utilizing. So uh, as an example, you know, I'll have these guys on on Zoom, um, show them a picture, have them go through their mental checks, whether that's pre-snap, post-snap, um, and then how they would finish the play, having those guys write those things out, but to actually think about your assignment, think about uh, what step you're going to take, who's your, who's your responsibility, or, or where is your responsibility? Those types of things. So um, just, just trying to keep them mentally sharp. Yeah, using those right. things.
0: Right. Well, along those lines, I mean, as the running backs coach at the University of South Dakota, I mean, what separates an average running back from a great one? Because in today's game, you see that uh, running backs aren't as crucial and aren't getting as paid as much as, or they aren't as valued as much as they were previously in the past. You know, more because it's such a passing dominant game now. Um, well, I mean, outside of Christian McCaffrey, who just signed that fat contract, right, right. But um, to you, like, what separates a, an average from a great running back?
1: Um, just utilizing the the underst- one understanding that the talent, the talents they have, and what they excel at. Um, everyone thinks that, you know hey, I want to run like this guy, I want to run like, well, each running back is unique to them. And if they can understand what their strengths and weaknesses are, um, then they can they can easily, you know, demonstrate that on the field. Um, by understanding, hey, I probably don't want to try this move, or I probably don't want to go this way. Um, you know, sticking to what they do best. If they can understand that, they're going to, you know, take that next step and then you know all the all the different things: um, speed, patience, ball security. Um, if, if those guys are uh, holding that those skills at a premium, you know obviously they're going to be better uh, head and shoulders above that the rest of that room.
0: Right, right. And and when you're recruiting, I mean specifically for your guys' offense at USD, what type of guys are you looking for to bring in? Speed guys, more thicker guys, a combination.
1: Yeah, I think we, we, especially here in, in this style of offense, you know, I like, I like to have a little bit of everything in that room. Um,
0: what style of offense you guys run exactly?
1: So we're up um, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to ask those guys to run in between the tackles, but also be able to get out on the perimeter and, and, and be a threat on the perimeter. So speed, uh, patience, and, um, you know, your vision all comes into play. You know, I think those are, those are core. uh, Those are the core of what we're looking for in our backs. Uh, Whether they come in uh, anywhere from five, seven to six foot two, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter as long as you, you can do those things. And uh, obviously there's, there's little things that we look at um, by height and weight, but um, you know, we, we recruit them all as far as size.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. well, and so, as we you know kind of get more into the team building and the culture, I mean, what are some of your favorite philosophies or quotes that kind of that you like to build your your room, your your position group, and ultimately your team around?
1: yeah, um, I, I love this question. Um, you know getting into college football. Um, I started at Augustana university as a, a grad assistant, you know, during, during my time there in the graduate, um, in the master's program there, uh, we read a book called legacy. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it or read Mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's about the all blacks there in, uh, New Zealand. Um, -hmm. and it, and it goes through, you know, they're the, the most successful, uh, rugby team. Uh, ever. And, and mm-hmm. some would argue the most um, accomplished team in all of sports. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this book takes you through not only how they, how they win, um, I don't actually spe- specifically remember them going through each game, how they won it, strategized, uh, you know, how they strategized for each game, those things. They talked about each chapter broke down a piece of their culture. Um and that's where I heavily rely when I uh when I start to create culture in my rooms. Um, you know, I I start to pull principles and ideas from there. Um, you know, another place that I'll look, another book that I read that uh is has been really good is um Urban Meyer's book.
0: Mm. You
1: know, have taken quite a few things from from there. One would be um, you know, a favorite quote from or, or idea from Urban Meyer's book that we've incorporated in our room is the, um, the thought of, or the acronym BCD, all right? DCD. So that's BCD. So that is um, blame, complain, and defending. So if you can blame, if you're complaining or you're defending your actions, right? You are satisfied with that, with that, uh, with that action, you're okay with that action. So let's say you did something wrong. Um, you took the wrong step and you, you, you practice BCD afterwards, after you, you know, your coach got on you and you blame complained or defend that action. There's no way for you to get better if you Hmm. believe that action is right. So what we teach our guy is lose the BCD, you know, ask yourself or, or the first thing out of your mouth has to be, Okay, how can I get better? How can I not do this again? If you have that mindset, then you can get better. But as long as you're you're BCDing, there's you'll have no progress. Um and our guys, that's something our guys have really taken to. Uh, and that's something um, you know, that they can they can really uh understand and, and have a visualization on uh every day if you're if you're harping on it every day. Um, you know, another couple other things that we talk about um protect your name you know (laughs) you're only given one last name you know uh and and what you do on the field what you do around your teammates what you do outside of football um it's all to protect your name so what kind of what kind of legacy do you want to leave leave uh your last name you know what uh what do you want people to think of you when when they say your last name? Um, and that's something we talk about, you know, just to keep guys, um, you know, one humble, but also, um, you know, discipline and and uh, and I'm forgetting the word here, but all right, and and so protecting your name um, falls into that that category. Um, you know, what are you going to do when no one's looking? That type of thing. Um, how are you going totally. to act off the field? You know, we also, we always want our guys to act accordingly. And, and that's just one thing that we talk about. Um, when,
0: when you talk about your name, I mean, that's that's really interesting because, I mean, you've got a couple of names you're representing, right? You're representing the sure. name that's on the back of your jersey, your family name. You're, you're, you've got the school name and everywhere you go, you're represent, re- representative of this football team. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that you transcribe your athletes that at all times, you're representing two things, at least, the school and your name, wear those names well.
1: No doubt, no doubt. But if you can imagine yourself as a freshman coming in, you know, maybe you live across the states and you're going to a university, clear across the the other side, Um, when you get there, you know, I think um, there's not all that, always that, that immediately, that immediate team bond, right? so getting these guys to understand that hey from the start your last name is what is what matters right now um, mm-hmm. and we'll always and then hopefully do, you know down the line with your culture and and how you present it those guys are buying into the team culture as well and into the team name but yeah those those oh, definitely fall in the same category another thing we we kind of talk about yeah, go ahead. What were you saying
0: there? No, I was going to say, I was going to say, getting back to the, the All Blacks, I mean, that, that sure. was really fascinating that you brought that, that up in, in just the sense that it's a completely different sport. It's rugby, yeah. but, you know, you're talking about the principles that, that All Blacks team and that culture that they built for decades, you yeah. know, and, and I'd be interested to hear more about, you know, what were some of those key points that made them so dominant and made that team culture so strong.
1: Yeah, sure. They, um, you know, some things that I pulled away from there is, um, you know, they, they had an entire chapter on creating your own language. Um, if you can create your own language within your program, that just builds team culture. Um, there is a great, uh, chapter on obviously the signage and reminders and, um, you know, things that you can put up around around your, your athletes to, to constantly remind them of the team culture. Um, You know, there's, they talk about, um, you know, being a head coach or, or, uh, and how you hire, you know, if you're a position coach, you look at this chapter and you go, well, that's how I recruit for that room. And they, they say uh, to recruit or hire like-minded people that way, that way, um, you know, recruiting them into your culture isn't so hard as as you guys think the same. Um, mm. Not only that, I've got a few notes here. Um, let me just look at yeah. this really quick. Sure, um, sure, Yeah, and so, and even at the beginning of the book, I think, um, you know, that first chapter they talk about it's, I think it's called sweeping the floors. And they just talk about, um, at the end of each game, um, it's not your, your first year guys. It's not your brand new guys who are sweeping the floors, who are cleaning the locker room. It's your, your veterans, it's your all American or, um, you know, your, your, your best players, your team leaders who are there after, well, after the team is gone, cleaning the locker room, making sure it's, it's how they left it, um, and, uh, you know, that's just a great uh, vis- visualization on, on what you want your culture to be, you know, where those guys who are, who, who have done everything for your, for your, your team, um, you know, they put themselves, they put the team first and, 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 and do what they have to do to, um, you know, preserve the next day. Uh, well, right.
0: Well, and that's, and, and that's really, I mean, what it takes to win championships at the end of the day, right? I mean, you got to have the veteran guys who are willing to have humility, who are willing to lead by example and set the tone for the rest of the team. Because if that tone isn't set, things can get sloppy really, really quickly.
1: Oh, absolutely. The, the younger guys uh, tend to tend to follow what the older guys do. And if, if they're setting the right uh, if they're sending the right message, those seniors, then the then the rest of the boat is, is guaranteed to follow for sure.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, awesome. Well, did you have anything else on there or?
1: Uh... Yeah, as far as culture. Sure. I mean, um, it, you know, I've just pulled a lot of different things that uh, have resonated with me throughout my my, uh, career as a coach. Um, some, uh, one of the other things we talked about is, uh, creating a culture of, of how you practice. Um, and, and one of the quotes that I use is you, you never rise to the occasion you fall to the level of your training. So, mm-hmm. you know, and this idea gives you that, um, it's the old practice, how you want to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you, you know, practice slow and practice tired, you know, that's how you're going to play in the game at times, especially when the, when the, when it's fourth and one, you're at the end of the game uh, and your body's tired and you can no longer think, how's your body going to react? What's going to react? How you've been, how you've been reacting all week. Um, So if you can, like I said, practice how you want to play, then, um you know that's one of the quotes we use to to get those guys thinking that way um
0: Definitely. Well, I mean, even on, on that sense, uh, I mean, the games aren't won on Saturdays or Sundays. Games are won in the preparation leading up to that week from the coaching staff on down to the athletes. How you, how you prepare, how you're watching film, you know, the tempo you're moving at practice, the level of focus at practice. All of those things are, must be taken into consider- consideration in order to win a game on Saturday. Right. I absolutely. mean, that's that's everything. It's, it's absolutely everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it's it's tough for some guys to to understand uh, right away, but um, definitely somewhere you want to get them to. And and that's why we use it in our culture.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, shifting uh, a little bit of focus, you know, going from when you were at Augustana uh, Division two university, a pretty solid program with Coach O. I know Coach O. It's just a great program, I and mean, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, so I know them well. I went to the University of South Dakota with you, where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. You know, what were some of those, the differences in 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 recruiting from Division two to this FCS level? Because you know they're they're right next to each other in terms of the rankings of of college football, um, but obviously different rules. You've got 63 scholarships at FCS or I can't remember them and then yeah, right around there 40 something at D2.
1: Yeah, not even, I think the conference held 37. Um, yeah, I would say the biggest difference is, uh, the type of kid that you can recruit. Um, mm-hmm. and in both instances, you, you need to get creative. Um, but at a, at a school, at a private institution, D2, you know, um, you look at their situation um, of their tuition. Uh, your your pool is your pool of kids or recruits are are significantly smaller at at a at an institution like Augustana, whereas uh, at South Dakota it's a little bit bigger um, regarding uh, the type of you know I, I don't know if I want to go into all of that, but. Um, that's a great question, though. Yeah, no, I mean. Just thinking how I want to, how I would explain that.
0: Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like at a Division two school, they're, they're rarely, <laughs> yeah, at, at a Division two school, they are rarely giving out full rides, if almost never, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, that alone is going to, uh, restrict from the type of players you can recruit because everyone's got their own budgets, and you know so although those levels are so close together, um, you know that full ride makes all the difference, doesn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, you know that's that's obviously another another huge difference. you mentioned the number of scholarships. Um, you know, we're more appealing because we can. Pay for you know an athlete's uh full tuition and experience in college, whereas at in a divi- at a division two school you're you're almost guaranteeing yourself you will have to pay something um definitely right. a right. a big difference um but yeah, like i said before the the pool at augie was was a little bit smaller uh you' were recruiting a different kind of kid um who who fit into uh the the academics there. Um, you know, and then the tuition price being, being where it is, um, I, I would say those are, those are probably the major differences. Yeah. yeah,
0: Definitely. Definitely. And how about the, the, the talent level? I'm just curious, you know, from the NSIC, that division two level, which is a strong conference in the division two level. And now, you know, USD and the Missouri Valley conference at division one FCS, what probably the top F- FCS division in all of college football. So what, what's the difference in the level of play there? Um,
1: it'll come down to kid. honestly, the kids, the build, the size, all that was the same. We were recruiting that same type of kid, you know, height and weight, those types of things. Uh, the biggest difference I would say is the speed factor. Um, mm speed and and athleticism uh you'll just see a, you know an uptick in 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 the speed um as well as you know if a kid can bend or or if he's athletic and make athletic movements uh mm-hmm. getting in and out of cuts those those things the difference between those athletes um in those drills they they just look uh, a little different when they're when they're competing so
0: Right. And, and would you say, I mean, it's just the same way, would you say it's just the same way from FCS to FBS? I mean, it's just that little bit more speed, that little bit more size, because um, I mean, it's just so common nowadays to see FCS schools upset in FBS schools. And, you know, that that gap just continues to close, which I think is so great for the game. But, you know, would you say it's the same difference um, between FCS and FBS?
1: Yeah, I would say there's more of a size and weight difference between FCS and FBS than there is between FCS and Division II. Um, you're going to find guys at that FBS level um, who, are, who are men amongst boys from the time they were juniors and on, uh, some of them sophomores and on. Um, you know, you'll find kids that and – that, and that brings me to another good point. Kids who had matured a, a lot sooner – um, in high school, you'll typically find at that F- FBS level as well right. too, just because they've, they've had an opportunity to see that many more snaps. And, sure. you know, that's, and that's another point too. uh, you know, guys with, uh, long careers playing varsity there and at the high school level, uh, who meet the height and weight requirements, uh, who meet those, who also meet the skill sets that you're looking for, uh, will, will be guys that typically get looked at. Um, yeah, you'll find at the FCS level, uh, you know, guys, guys at certain positions who are just, you know, an inch too small or maybe, you know, 10, 15 pounds too light, um, you know, where uh, the other thing you can look at is, uh, you know, a lot of program. it depends on where the pro, the pro the program is at, right? If they need a guy to come in and or a recruit to come in and play right away, That's another reason to go get that, go get that kid who is, um, you know, fully developed and and maybe, um, head and shoulders above the rest of his high school team, as far as his physical development, uh, guys that could help him help that team right away. Um, and those types of things. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's interesting as a whole, just because I mean, you, you've seen all the levels. Um, and just most recently, BND 2, FCS, you guys play FBS games every year. Who do you guys have this upcoming year as your FBS game?
1: Um, this year we will play. Um, my gosh, we have we just did it, what Oklahoma. I know we have um, who is it? Northern Arizona, we'll go mm-hmm. down there, and then our FBS game is Iowa State. That's right. We'll see Iowa State first week this this year. Uh, okay, and then awesome. go down to Northern Arizona, yeah, yeah. And then in past seasons, played uh, Oklahoma and K State. So
0: awesome. Well, you know, since your time at USD as playing, uh, you graduated in two thousand eleven. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, you were able to get away, coach high school football, go to Augie, then get back to USD to now coaching running backs. Talk about the growth of the program from when you, we were there playing, even from division two days through us and the transition to FCS and just how it, it's almost a completely different program. I think from, from the top down, I mean, the weight room, the new, the new stadium. um, And just, I think the culture is so much different. The, The culture of of winning, I think is finally resurrecting itself at USD in all sports. I think that's fairly obvious and it's been that way, especially women's basketball track. Th- those sports have been killing it. Um, but now football, I think is finally making its way. So talk about the growth over the years.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the, the one thing that kind of slaps you in the face is just the the growth of everything around the program, you know, with the, the facilities, the, uh, the new home side being renovated, you know, with an addition of 4,000, uh, seats, you know, the new, the new weight room, um, that is about, you know, $1.1 million, uh, rivals, some, some of those weight rooms you'll find in the SEC. Um, Mm -hmm. not only that, but, uh, you know, a state of the art training facility, um, where kids no longer have to wait to, to, um, get iced or, or, um, you know, get looked at things like that. Uh, just uh, things like that just make your program um, more inviting. More, you know, recruits want to want to be involved in that, want to be a part of that. Uh, so, as in a sense, from our time, I think USD mm-hmm. has just uh, upped its stock as far as um, where kids want to go, and and you can you can truly see that from these renovations. It's not only changed our football team, but the, the university, um, the university's look as a student body, um, mm. completely different. Um, I would say since 2011, the, the, you know, student body has become, um, more diverse. Uh, there's, there's certainly, uh, this past year, I believe was the largest, um, Freshman class USD's ever had in its wow. history, um, so things like that. But you know, as far as football uh, and how that's changed, I think there's just you, you know, with this new age and, and technology age, you know, guys want to be in front of their coach and want to be taught. Um, I, I think there's a there's more of a premium on being around your coach and and learning from your coach. Uh, whether that has to do with football or your, your, your daily life. Um, mm-hmm. Kids, you know, where kids are being managed uh, on the academic side as well, which is what recruits want coming in, what parents want for their kids coming in. Um, you know, coach Nielsen has done a great job of just like you said, making this team believe in, and making uh, making winning a priority and uh, in, and, and really, it's, it's about uh, all those little things that we do on a daily basis.
0: How do you differentiate yourself from the South Dakota States, from the North Dakota States, you know, when you're recruiting guys, or yeah. Are, yeah, are you recruiting guys from, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think, and, and some of the, the best feedback Um, we've gotten from kids who've been on campus and what they enjoy about us. But not only that, the kids that we've actually signed and some of the feedback that uh, we get is just, you know, how genuine our staff is when you get Mm -hmm. here. Um, Kids are, one, you come into the University of South Dakota, uh, you drive eight to ten minutes through uh, cornfields, and then it's almost like a land of Oz with with all of the new – uh, updates and, and renovations that are that are happening and that are already up. So kids mm-hmm. are in town and they see that and they come in. But uh, once we get them in front of the staff, it's it's a feel of of uh, caring and and you can really tell the, the, how the how the staff gels and just that energy that we bring uh, to those recruits when they're on campus here.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And when you're recruiting kids, it's it's a two way street, right? As much as much as, um, you know, you guys are, are feeling them out, they're feeling you out. And, you know, to build that great team that we're talking about, you know, you need to recruit those like minded guys where the coaches are on the same page, pages of players. And, and when when that chemistry is solid, I think that's when we started to get get to talking about uh, championship teams. So, mm-hmm. That's awesome, and 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 you know, as we bring this thing to a close, Dante, like, what has the sport of football meant to you and your life? You know, the principles it's taught you, the relationships, all of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just sitting back thinking about it, football's been everything. Um, you know, I've spent my entire life playing, either playing or learning about this game, um, and you know, in my mind um you know i'm a i 'm an expert at this and mm-hmm. and just like any professor um you know in their field of study you know i 'm going to continue to learn um this game and, and pass it on you know uh you know the game's probably the game's definitely taught me uh discipline you know how to be disciplined um you know it 's given me strength not only mental strength not only you know, not only physical strength, but mental strength as well. Um, and, and, you know, how to persevere, uh, how to, how to adapt to different situations. Uh, and and I truly just want to help kids uh, help recruits and help student athletes be able to uh, uh, learn those lessons as they, as they play the game as well. So.
0: No doubt. Well, that's all awesome stuff and that's what's so special about coaching man is making an impact in the lives of young men helping them to learn uh the sport in the right way learn these characteristics of how to be a great athlete a great student a great person and it's just incredible the type of people that the the sport of football produces each year and releases into the world
1: yeah yeah there's uh you know watching these breaking down guys from the NFL and their careers and things like that. It's just interesting to, to, you know, see what they went through or didn't go through and kind of make a note and kind of make a blueprint of who, who, who's going to be successful, uh, how you can narrow those things down. Football, football is interesting because anyone can play the game. Mm -hmm. Anyone can play the game from any, any type of background, any type of, um, you know, um, any, any age, uh, mm-hmm. any, game. that's really what makes it interesting. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dante, super pumped to talk with you, man. Hey, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of great stuff today. Yeah. Um, y'all stay safe, you and the family and best of luck to you and the Yotes this year.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on.
0: All right, brother. Much love. Take care.
1: All right. You too.